it's time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. Happy to be back here. It's Tuesday, October 12th. On Friday, gold spiked up to $17.81, up over $26 from the previous day at one point, while silver spiked up as much as $0.60 after the government employment report turned out to be woefully below Wall Street's expectations. The response in the metals was attributable an increase in the probability that the Fed would defer its taper agenda if the economy shows signs that it is getting weaker. That said, the Mining Stock Journal said that despite the bullish news from the precious metals sector, it's customary for gold and silver to endure a beatdown on Fridays after Europe and Asia closed for the weekend. And this past Friday did not disappoint. After tagging its 50-day moving average, gold retraced the entire spike up and closed flat. Silver managed to hold on to enough of its price spike to close on the green side of the ledger. And yesterday, the two metals were down marginally. The mining stocks fared a little bit better than the metals, notwithstanding the intervention tactics of late. The Mining Stock Journal is growing more confident that a bullish move will get underway over the next several weeks. We'll get to the news out of the miners and explorers here in just a quick moment, but first a mention of today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Rio2. Rio2 is advancing the Phoenix Gold Project in Chile the largest undeveloped gold heap leach project in the Americas. Phoenix consists of 5 million ounces in the measured and indicated resource category and 1.4 million ounces in the inferred resource category. With a robust PFS in place, Phoenix is set up for fast-tracked construction and production. You can find a list of project and company information on their website, rio2.com. All right, lots of news this morning coming off the Thanksgiving holiday in Canada. Uh, lots of copper exploration news, so we'll start there with Arizona Metals. They announced the results of 10 new drill holes at the recently discovered gold-rich zone of open-ended mineralization at the K-Mine in areas previously untested by historic drilling or exploration. Here are a few highlights from today. Hole 40 intersected 24 meters at a grade of 5% copper. 0.6 grams per ton gold, 1% zinc, and 23 grams per ton silver, including a higher grade interval of 8.1 meters, grading 7.6% copper, 0.4 grams per ton gold, 0.4% zinc, and 27 grams per ton silver. This hole extends the high-grade mineralization encountered in hole 28, approximately 65 meters, to the south at a similar hole. Hole 41 intersected 97 meters, at a grade of 1% copper, 1.5 grams per ton gold, 2.7% zinc, and 41 grams per ton silver. This hole extends the high-grade mineralization encountered in both holes 24 and 26 by approximately 60 meters up plunge and 20 meters to the north, demonstrating lateral and vertical continuity. Arizona Metals trades on the TSX Venture with AMC and on the OTCQX with AZMCF. Moving up to British Columbia, Surge Copper also shared new assay results from the Utsa property. Today's results are the second batch of results released since commencing drilling in their summer program. 
Today's news were highlighted with 495 meters grading 0.54% copper equivalent, including 355 meters grading 0.62% copper equivalent and 126 meters grading 0.85% copper equivalent. The 2021 core drilling program at UTSA has ended with 26,500 meters of drilling in 72 holes completed since June. Thus far, results from 20 holes have been released, with results from 52 additional holes pending. A new resource estimate for the UTSA property is expected by year-end, incorporating approximately 30,000 meters of new core drilling. Surge Copper trades on the TSX Venture with SURG and on the OTCQX with SRGXF. I'm moving down to Ecuador. Slaris Resources reported the latest results from the Warinza project. Three additional holes at Warinza Central have extended the drill-defined envelope of high-grade mineralization to the north, northeast, and south, with the highest-grade mineralization encountered in all holes starting at or near surface. Results were 372 meters of 0.82% copper equivalent from surface, 1,000 meters of 0.81% copper equivalent from surface, and 618 meters of 0.48% copper equivalent from, you guessed it, surface. To date, 44 holes have been completed at Warinza Central, with assays reported for 32 of these. Solaris trades on the TSX with SLS and on the OTCQB with SLSSF. And moving to Africa, Ivanhoe Mines says the construction of the Kamoa Kukulis Phase 2 concentrator plant, which is designed to double copper production to approximately 400,000 tons a year, is proceeding ahead of schedule. The project team now anticipates beginning operations of the Phase 2 concentrator plant in Q2 of next year, as compared to current guidance of Q3. The Phase 2 3.8 million ton per annum concentrator plant is a carbon copy of the Phase 1 concentrator plant and is being constructed alongside the Phase 1 plant. All long lead items of equipment, structural steel plate work, and mechanical equipment for the Phase 2 plant already are delivered to site or en route. As at the end of September, the Phase 2 plant was more than 50% complete. Also by the end of September, Kamoa Kukulas had surface or stockpiles totaling approximately 3.66 million tons, grading 4.73% copper, containing more than 173,000 tons of copper, or for us Americans, 381.4 million pounds of copper. The company says these stockpiles are in place to help ensure a smooth and efficient ramp up of the phase two concentrator to steady state production during 2022. Ivanhoe trades on the TSX with IVN and on the OTCQX with IVPAF. Elemental Royalties noted news by Capricorn Metals announcing steady state operations have been achieved at the Carla Winda Gold Project. Elemental acquired a 2% NSR on Carla Winda in February. During the September 2021 quarter, Capricorn completed commissioning and ramp up activities, achieving guided throughput rates on a steady state basis. CEO Fred Bell stated Carla Winda will almost double the company's royalty revenue and underpins the long-term outlook for Elemental with increased diversification and exposure to a Tier 1 jurisdiction in Western Australia. Elemental trades on the TSX Venture with ELE and on the OTCQX with ELEMF. And we're starting to see quarterly production numbers come in, and there were quite a few today. Here's some which stood out. 
First Majestic Silver reported a new record production third quarter with 7.3 million silver equivalent ounces consisting of 3.3 million ounces of silver and 54.5 thousand ounces of gold. In the first nine months of 2021, the company has produced 9.5 million ounces of silver and just under 125,000 ounces of gold for production of 18.3 million silver equivalent ounces, or approximately 69% of the company's 2021 guidance midpoint of producing 25.7 to 27.5 million ounces. Fiore Gold, who is reporting its fourth fiscal quarter and year-end results, says, says that they have met their annual production guidance for the third year, which included a record Q4 with sales of 13,506 gold ounces at an average realized price of $1,790 per ounce. And Hecla announced Q3 silver production of 2.7 million ounces, decreased to lower grades at Greens Creek and based on mine sequencing, and partially offset by Lucky Friday production. A lot of news today, but that concludes today's morning briefing. We'll be back later today with some more interviews we recorded from Hermosillo in Mexico last week. So stay tuned for that. I'm Trevor Hall. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.